ओनो मित्र संवरुण सन्नो सन्न इंद्रो बृहस्पति सन्नो विष्णुक्रम नमो ब्रह्मणे नमस्ते वायो प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्मसी प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्म वदिष्यामि सत्यं वदिष्यामि तन्मामवतु तद्वक्तारमवतु अवतु मां अवतु वक्तारम सहनावदो सहनो भुनक्त सह वीरवाहै तेजस्वीनावधीतम विद्वशावै ओ छंदुषभो विश्व छंदोभ्योधिमृतासंबूव समेन्द्रो मेधया शरीरं मे विचर्षण जिह्वा मे मधुमत्तमा कर्ण्यां भूरि विश्रुव ब्रह्मण कोशोसी मेधया पिता श्रुत मे गोपा ओशाषाषाधि अहम वृक्षरिवा कीर्ति गिरेरिव ऊर्धपवित्रोवाजिनी वस्वृतमस्मे द्रविण गुंस वर्षसम सुमेधा अमृत क्षिदेदुवचनम पूर्णमुदच्यते पूर्णस्य पूर्णमादाय पूर्णमेव वशिष्यते ओं शान्ति 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 श्रुतिस्मृतिपुरा आलय करुणाल नमा भगवत्द शंकर लोकशंकर शंकर शंकराचार्य केशव बादरायण सूत्रभाष्यकृत वंदे भगवतनशरो गुरुरात्मे मूर्तिद विभागिने व्योमेहाय 
दक्षिणा नमः अखंडम सच्चिदानंदम अखंडम सच्चिदानंदम अवां मनसगोचरम अवां मनसगोचरम आत्मानमखिलाधारम आत्मानमखिलाधारम आश्रये भीष्ट सिद्धये आश्रये भीष्ट सिद्धये अर्थतोप्यद्वयानंदान अर्थतोप्यद्वयानंदान अतीतद्वैत भानत अतीतद्वैत भानत गुरूनाराध्य वेदात गुरूनाराध्य वेदात we are in the process of discussing the various technical terms which are employed by the author here. It was said that the one who is a competent student for study of the Vedanta is the one who has given up the Kamya and the Nishiddha Karma, one who has given up the desire prompted actions as well as what we call prohibited or forbidden actions. To give up desire prompted actions, one has to give up desires. And we will see how the desires are to be resolved. So various actions we perform, usually when we perform an action, there is a calculation for a personal gain behind performance of every action. Giving up that tendency all the time to seek a personal gain. This is basically the spirit of giving up what we call karma karma or desire prompted actions. It is not the action that is to be given up, it is the desire, the selfishness which is there behind every action that is to be given up really. Nishidhani. <coughs> Also, we should deliberately, specifically give up all the actions which violate the scriptural injunctions or which violate the accepted codes of conduct naturally, because when we violate others, we wind up violating ourselves. When we hit others or hurt others, ultimately we wind up getting hurt and therefore uh, give up all actions which bring about a violation of the order. Then. Deliberately perform certain actions. Nityani, perform those actions which are your duties. <coughs> Here the scriptures, the Vedas, enjoin daily and incidental obligatory duties for people. But those kind of duties are perhaps not applicable here in these situations. And there were Nityani and Nityani. Nitya karma are daily obligatory duties perform in the spirit of worship and naimittaka, the incidental obligatory duties again perform in the spirit of worship. <coughs> then as we said, we have been discussing since last few days that there is an obligation in our life that we have been enjoying and we continue to enjoy many privileges. These privileges primarily come from three sources. First is the source that we call the parents and our ancestors. Second is the source that we call the sages and the teachers. And third is the source that we call the God God or the Lord. (coughs) From these, at least these three sources and many others perhaps, 
But then every source is included within this three, let us say, because ancestors and parents, the teachers and the sages, and whatever else remains is included in God. We have been receiving privileges held from all the sources, we should recognize that. When we recognize that, we will become humble. When we recognize that, we will also become, we will open up, and slowly and slowly that concern, that, that uh, overly concern about one's own individual self, will slowly go away, one will become free from that selfishness when we have a little larger view of the life. When we appreciate the fact that we are a part of the whole scheme of life, that we are not an isolated being and that what we are is on account of the contribution that we receive from the rest of the world, and therefore we should function as an individual who is an who is one link in the whole chain, who is one who is interconnected with everything around. In this manner when we live, there is a statement in Sanskrit which says, Vasudhaiva Kutumbakam. The spirit is the whole Vasudha, the whole earth, or the whole world is the Kutumba, the family. So I function as a member of the universal family. This is the spirit. The larger the, the, the scope with which I identify, easily I will come out of my self-centeredness. <coughs> this is the spirit behind the Karma Yoga, which is being taught, which is taught in Bhagavad Gita, and that is technically expressed as Nitya and Nimittika Karma, the daily and incidental duties which are performed in the spirit of worship. This text describes these, uh, explains these terms in very traditional or conventional manner. But the spirit is that we are obliged or required to respond to every situation every day, as well as situations which occur on various occasions, and we should respond to various situations in which the spirit of duty with the spirit of repaying our obligation, with the spirit of prayer and worship. This is the idea. <coughs> now we go to the passage 11, on the page 6 here. Prayaschittani, prayaschittani, papakshaya sadhanani, papakshaya sadhanani, chandrayana dini, this is called the prayaschitta, the penances. So the word prayaschitta is translated here as penance. Sometimes it is translated as expiatory rites. So prayaschitta karma means a penance. That should be penance in our life. <coughs> penance is austerities are a deliberate self-denial that is called penance. The purpose of which is again to uh, be able to apply ourselves to prayers and worship. So here is mentioned Chandrayana. That is interesting. There is a penance called Chandrayana, a certain vow that is taken. Chandrayana is a word that comes from Chandra, means moon. 
So this is a very interesting vow or a penance that people used to perform. You see how the moon, on the new moon day there is no moon at all. And then in the white half of the month, the moon grows every day up to the full moon day. And in the black half of the month again, the moon wanes. So moon is waxing and waning. This is a cycle, a lunar cycle, monthly cycle is there. So this particular penance called Chandraya is connected with this lunar waxing and waning. Idea is that on the day, first day, when the new moon day is there, you observe fast completely. Second day, which is called Pratipada, the first day of the lunar month, you take food which is one, one helping, you know, which you can accommodate in your, in your fingers. That's all. Second day, two. Third day, three. Fifteenth day, fifteen. Then on fifteenth day, keep on declining as the moon wanes. Fourteen, thirteen, twelve, eleven, like that, up to the new moon day, you come to zero. You see how much you eat? You eat a little food on the first day, twice second day, three times fourth day, fifteen times on the full moon day. Again, keep on declining and you eat, you observe fast on the new moon day again. So according to the waxing and waning of the moon, we also increase the quantity of the amount of food that we eat. Meaning you observe the fast. It is not that you, you on the first day you take some amount of helping that your stomach is full and then second day you take twice the helping and third three times. It's not so. The idea is that you observe fast, but then you eat a little bit. How much you eat? Depending upon the condition of the moon. On the fifteenth day, perhaps, you eat enough food which will appease your hunger. That will make, let us say, fifteen helpings. And so how much food you require to appease your hunger? Call it 15 helpings, or 15 uh, graph it is called. So 15 mouthfuls, let us say. So 15 mouthfuls is what you eat on the 15th day. One mouthful is what you eat on the first day, second mouthful on the second day, three mouthful on the third day, 15 mouthful on the 15th day, 14, 13, 12, and zero mouthful again on the new moon day. This is called Chandrayana. <coughs> So this kind of penances are performed. There are many. Every culture has different kinds of penances. And the Vedic culture is full of different kinds of penances. So this penance or austerities also, which is deliberate self-denial, that also should be a part of our life. Prayashitani. What is the purpose of these prayashitakarma or penances? Exhaustion of papa or exhaustion of sin. <coughs> Expiation of sin. What do you mean by sin? Sin here is vihida akarana pratashiddha seva rupa. The sin is, how do you understand the word sin? Vihida akarana. You fail to do what you should have been doing. As you said, there are daily and incidental obligatory duties. And very often we are not always able to conform to all the requirements. So vihita akarana. We may have failed to, to do what was necessary in given situations. 
and thus you incur what you call a sin, let us say. Or Pratishiddha Seva. Or sometimes we do things which we should not be doing. In short, in our life, there are always errors of commission and omission. Doing what we should not do and failing to do what we do, what we have to do. These errors of commission and omissions are always there. And during those errors we violate the rule, as we said, we violate our role, our response to the situation. And thus we accumulate what we call a sin or a little negative effect, which will cause harm to us. And this will happen with, with everyone. The prayasitta is this penance that we perform as a general rule, so that all these errors of commitment of those actions that is being stated in the next passage, verse 13. Etesham Nityadinam Buddhishuddhi Param Prayojanam Upasananam Tu Chittaikagriyam Tametam Atmanam Vedānu vachanena Brahmanaha Vividishante Yajnena Ityade Shrutehe Tapasa Kalmasham Hante Ityade Edesham Nityadinam Buddhishuddhi Param Prayojanam. Edesham of these Nityadinam of the Nitya and the other works Param Prayojanam. The main purpose is Buddhishuddhi purification of the mind. So this is what these different rites do. The nitya karma, the daily obligatory duties, namitya the occasional obligatory duties, prayasitra, what we call the, uh, the penances. So all of these, the main, the primary uh, result that they give rise to is what we call buddhishuddhi, purification of the mind. <coughs> Upasananam to and what is the primary result that is given by upasana or what we call the mental worship? Chittaikagriyam, the focus of the mind or the concentration of the mind, the single-pointedness of the mind. So this is how it is considered that the actions performed in the spirit of worship at the level of the body and the speech, which are called the nitya karma, the primary result of these actions is purification of mind. And, ex- and the actions performed in the spirit of meditation or mental worship, the primary result of that mental worship is concentration or focusing of the mind. Kametam atmanam vedanvachanena. So this is a subject matter discussed at great length in, in Bhagavad Gita in Karma Yoga. How the action performed the spirit of worship 
brings about a purification of the mind. This is discussed in Bhagavad Gita, where the spirit of karma yoga is that whatever action comes to you, whatever action brings itself before you, because you are placed in a given situation, and therefore certain actions will naturally come to you, meaning certain actions you will find that you have to respond to every situation as it arises. And what should be the nature of the response? Responses of the nature of worship. That I am placed in a given situation, and therefore I am required to respond to a situation in a given way. How should I look upon a situation? I look upon the situation as created by God, and I look upon also the action that I have to perform, or the duty that is imposed upon me also, as something that is given to me by God. So Karma Yogi is the one who looks upon his life as a privilege, who looks upon his or her life, active life, as a privilege. That it is a privilege that I am enjoying, that I am given the opportunity to do something. And therefore, whatever action is expected out of me in a given situation, that I look upon as the desire or the command of God. This is an ideal thing, if you can do that. Whatever you have to do, whether you are working in the office, working in the stores, working wherever you are working, that work the situation imposes upon you. Generally there is a tendency to resist anything that is imposed upon me. Because everybody loves freedom and therefore people want to do what they like to do and not necessarily what is required of them. But here we necessarily merge our individual freedom into what is required. So Karma Yoga primarily also calls for merger of my individual will into the will of God. I look upon the situations as created by God. I look upon the, the what is expected of me also as a command of Lord, and I merge my individual will into that. I merge my will into will of Lord, and accept every situation, and accept whatever I have to do in a given situation as my duty, as a sacred duty. And I perform that actions, small or big, in the spirit of worship. And thus, the spirit of Karma Yoga is every little action that we perform in our day-to-day -day life, from morning till evening, each one of them can become a worship. It is not that you have to go to a temple or you have to do a specific action to worship the Lord. But then, even our mundane actions and the day-to-day -day actions that we perform can also be turned into worship. Then what to talk of specific actions performed as worship? They also say that it is very we accept that it is very difficult to maintain the spirit of worship in our day-to-day -day activity. Because our mind gets distracted. Because of our own reactions, etc., more often than not, we are not able to maintain the spirit of worship. Therefore, it is necessary to set aside a certain time and perform specific actions of worship also, which were also called Nitya Karma and Naimitya Karma. That in the life of an aspirant, there should be a time assigned for daily worship. And whatever form of worship that you choose, it doesn't matter what worship you do, but there should be worship in everybody's life, whether you worship one kind of God or another kind of God, you worship in one manner or another manner, it does not matter. What you worship and how you worship, what is important is there must be worship every day. And 
there must be some special worship on special days. Christmas, special services. New Year, special services. Easter, special services. So these are what we call Nevitrika or the occasional in the worship that is expected on specific occasions. This should be there in our life. So that is, worship means the Karma Yoga. So Karma Yoga then has two aspects. Number one, specific worship is performed by us because it is easy to maintain the spirit of devotion at the time of worship because there is no distraction. When I am working in the world and with the people, there are a lot of distractions, a lot of emotional issues are involved and therefore my mind gets distracted and becomes difficult to maintain the spirit of worship. Therefore, when I am sitting in front of the altar, there is no other distraction and my emotionally also I am totally with Lord, then it's very easy to maintain the spirit of worship and therefore it is always recommended that in our life there must be a time assigned, set aside for worship. <coughs> And the same spirit we try to maintain during the rest of the day in performing those day-to-day -day daily activities. So, nitya and nimittaka. Action, so it is not the action really that has a purifying effect. It is the spirit of worship that has a purifying effect. So what is that brings about purification in the mind? Not action. You may act like a donkey, you know, from morning till evening and still it may not help you at all. All one, one or two actions that you perform in the spirit of worship, they may help you in terms of purification of mind. And so the idea is, it is not so much the action, but it is the spirit behind the action that brings about the purification. And what is the spirit? Spirit of worship. And this action becomes an occasion to invoke from within yourself and to try to maintain the spirit of worship in your mind, and thus action becomes what, those actions become what we call yoga. So it is said that when the actions are performed in the spirit of worship, the primary result is purification, purification of the mind. <coughs> it is believed that by this daily and incidental worship that you all the duritas or all the obstacles that are there, and you know there are all these inner obstacles. What else is there? In our life, the difficulties that we experience now and then are nothing but the obstacles. Suppose I want to love somebody, I find I am not able to do. I want to have the spirit of generosity, I am not able to bring it out. I want to be good, I am not able to do. Very often we are not able to do what we like to do. I want to be generous, I want to be charitable, I want to be sympathetic, I want to be good, I want to be kind. I'm not always able to command those feelings from within my mind. Why is it so? That's what we call obstacles. And of course, there are psychological reasons for all these things. But the Vedic way of treating these obstacles is worship. That we, expect, we, we accept this fact that what we require in our life is grace of God. That whatever of the difficulties, that the inner difficulties that we are experiencing, emotional difficulties, intellectual difficulties, all the difficulties that we experience from within, which get reflected in our day-to-day -day behavior, day-to-day -day conduct and create various conflicts, etc. But we realize that we have to get over with them and the way to do it is to acquire the grace of God. I do not know what brings it out. I accept that it must be some past actions, whatever it is, which brings about this kind of insensitivity on my part, and how do I become free from that? By the grace of God. That these obstacles, 
which stifle my beauty and the purity and somehow distort my nature and bring out some kind of a distortion of my mind, then how these obstacles can be removed? And by acquiring the grace of God, by worship of Lord, we acquire His grace, and that is how we slowly and slowly become free from those inner difficulties. <coughs> so you may go to a psychiatrist, that's all right. You may go to a therapist, that's fine. But remember that all these therapies will only work when there is worship, in our life. Otherwise, it's, it's, it has a limited effect. Ultimately, it is God's grace alone that will be able to remove those obstacles, and that is done by what we call the worship. Dharmena papam apanudati, that dharma, by righteousness, slowly and the papa or the sins are cut, cut off. Sve karmanya bhiratah, samsiddhim lakate Lord Krishna says that how do we acquire that siddhi or uh, that accomplishment? Accomplishment in terms of inner purification. How do we acquire? Sve sve karmani abhiratahe. By being devoted to your own duties. The duties that come to you because of the situation in life, by being devoted to them and performing them in the spirit of worship, you acquire that what we call the siddhi or accomplishment. So all of these, that is why the, the karma or the action, the karma yoga is very important. The purpose is buddhi shuddhi and that is an, a necessary requirement for study. A very necessary prerequisite for study of Vedanta or study of scriptures is purification of the mind. <coughs> In the Upanishad says, Tametam Atmanam Vedam Vachanena Brahmanaha Vividishandi Yajnena Dhanena Tapasa Anasakena. Says Upanishad that Tametam Atmanam Brahmanaha Vividishandi. These Brahmanaha or the seekers of the aspirants, Vividishandi, they seek to know the self. Invoke from within themselves a a vivisa or a desire to know. See, even to, even to have that desire to know is a great thing. In fact, that's what we want. When there is a burning desire to know the truth, how do you invoke that desire from within yourself? When that, that desire to know the truth arises when the mind becomes pure, or to the extent that the mind becomes pure, to that extent that desire for the knowledge becomes manifest, Satamitam Atmanam Vividishanti. They want to know the self by Vedanuvachanena, by the study of the Vedas, Yajnena, by performance of sacrifices, Dhanena, by charity, Tapasa, by austerity, Anasakena, Tapasa, by austerities, by penances, by charity, by sacrifices, and by all these actions, the aspirants. Seek to know Brahman, seek to know the Self. In short, it is the principle of the Vedanta that performance of these actions in the spirit of worship, charity and austerity, penance, all of these bring about purification of the mind and they, uh, they help or they bring about ultimately a desire, a jignasa or desire to know. But moksha, the desire to become free, how does it get transformed into jignasa, the desire to know? 
by what we call the purification of the minds. Tamedam Atmanam Vedanuvachanayana Brahmanaha Vivishanti Yajnanityadishwate Tapasa Kalmasamhanti and also Smriti Manusmriti says Tapasa Kalmasamhanti They destroy the sin. Kalmasam Tapasa by practicing austerities. So the Smriti Manusmriti says that by these austerities and penances one slowly and slowly gets rid of the sins or obstacles. And by sin, we only mean that which is an obstacle to our own self. As I said, everyone wishes to be good, <coughs> everyone wishes to be kind, everyone wishes to be charitable. But we find that goodness, kindness, charity is not what we are always able to command. We are not always able to command a charitable or a, a, a sympathetic frame of mind. How come we are not able to command? Some obstacles are there, and those obstacles is what we call sin, nothing else. And we have to remove the obstacles, and for that the karma and the upasana, the worship at the level of the body and the speech, and the worship at the level of mind, they become the means for removal of those obstacles. <coughs> Oh, Sri Guru Bhayo Namaha Hari O